We'll go ahead and we're going to honor our dads this morning. And so we got two fine young people uh, ready to pass out some gifts. And uh, so just to honor the dad. So if you're a dad this morning, I want to ask everybody to stand up. That's a dad. <laughs> All the dads stand up. And these two fine young people here have a gift they would like to share with you. So when you get one, go ahead and, and grab a seat, okay? I will share a passage of Scripture. The In the book of Ephesians, it talks about dads right here and children. It says, honor your father, this is Ephesians chapter 6, honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And you fathers provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and uh, just as a show of hands in here, um, how many of you, you know, I, I remember uh, I've been uh, gotten a spanking with a hand. I've gotten a spanking. How many of you in here? This is. A, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, and this can guys and ladies too. How many of you ever got a whipping with a switch? Lift your hand. Wow. Okay, hands down. Is there anybody in here under 20 that had a whipping with a switch? <laughs> there's a few. Okay. But uh, there's still, and Caleb's got some gifts for those still standing. It, Caleb's back there. He's number three. See, y'all? That's uh, the cross in the pocket goes on your keychain. So if you're still standing, y'all hold your hand up if you didn't get the calendar thing. This is a keychain deal. And uh, y'all pass it on down to... Uh, Brother Larry, Brother Dennis right there. Thank you. Thank you, Caleb. But, uh, you know, I remember the last weapon I got, uh, it, you know, with a belt, and my mom was just wearing me out to a frazzle. And I was, I knew that she was at her, at her wits end. And it's not, you know, it's just, it was, it was horrible. It was horrible. Especially when you're 23 years old getting a whipping like that. That's just horrible. I'm just kidding. Wasn't 23, but uh, I tell you what, I deserved every whipping I got and then some. And I'll never forget the time that, um, you know, and you know, whippings are always supposed to be done in love, but they're they're done because they they want you to to do right and to live for the Lord. And and the Lord, He does the same thing to us. So I appreciate all of our dads. I've got a, a really excited about the message that I want to share. Right now, we'll let uh, Caleb share his special and song. Your infinite 
Good job, Caleb, and I appreciate uh, you and the special. Uh, go ahead and uh, open your Bibles to the book of Hebrews. We're going to talk uh, this morning on the subject, Men of Steel. The matter of fact, this weekend, the latest version of the Superman came out. And uh, he's often referred to as the man of steel. And, you know, steel obviously can be literal steel. And somebody that's hard as steel just means they're uh, determined. Uh, they can take uh, tough difficulties and work through them. Uh, a lot of different uh, similarities there. Matter of fact, uh, Superman, uh, as he's referred to, the nickname... Man of Steel, I remember reading the comic books. I grew up in the comic book day. Ever, all the kids nowadays, they don't grow up in comic book days. They grow up in cell phone days today. There's no, they don't read comic books anymore. They either watch them on TV or what have you. Uh, I did not know this till I started researching this the last few weeks. Uh, just ran across a neat little uh, ministry excerpt. Uh, could you use this as an illustration? Two Jewish guys named Jerry Siegel and Joel Schuster, started a Superman in 1938. And, of course, uh, if, you, if you have that original comic book in your collection, it's literally worth tens of thousands of dollars now if you happen to have one of those laying around somewhere. And uh, they probably tapped into their Jewish roots uh, because the word... Kalel, the last part of the, that's uh, Superman's given name back on his original planet, when they made up this fictional story, it comes from the word in Hebrew, El Shaddai, Elohim. It just, the word El in Hebrew means the strong one. And so some very interesting facts, just like the Bible, Jesus and the many characters in the Bible have some superhuman feats. Of course, Jesus was the ultimate example of a man of steel, and he uh, had uh, did things that people thought he was uh, just uh, beyond human, and guess what? He was, because Jesus was God in the flesh. And so, in looking today, if you say, well, we can't be Jesus, and obviously there's no such thing as Superman. That's just a, a fictional character. But who, who's a good example? Obviously, Jesus is a perfect example. But in Hebrews chapter 11, we find an example of a man that's been uh, described as Superman, and that's Moses. Matter of fact, did you know this? The Bible says about Moses when he died. At 120 years old, that the Bible says he wasn't wearing any of these, you say, well, they weren't invented yet. Well, true, but it says his eyesight was not dimmed, nor his natural strength abated. He was just as stout and as going at 120 as he was when he was 40. And which is amazing in the fact that the Bible says among those born of women... And uh, it says that uh, there was never a prophet, no, not in Israel, this is in the last chapter of Deuteronomy, that was ever like Moses. He knew God face to face, just a great and awesome guy. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to read the very first verse together. So let's all stand for the reading of God's holy word in Hebrews chapter 11, 
and verse 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that we can look at this awesome subject of fathers today. Forgive us of our sins. Help us to be the kind of dads that you want us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Just looking at that, and we're just going to kind of stay there. I think I may have some other verses that we'll uh, take off and look at, but we're just going to uh, stay there and uh, look at look at these examples that we have in the book of Hebrews. Dads, to be men of steel today. Uh, you know, and, and looking at uh, uh, what Moses and Jesus did in the Bible is very, very important. How can I be the kind of dad, the kind of father? Can I be a male role model that God wants me to be? To be a, to be a man of steel, I, w- I need to be a man of, of different things. I need to be a man of action. I need to be a man of determination. I need to be a man of principle. I need to be a man of resolve, understanding, determination. All of these things that <clears throat> you find in your bulletin that we'll be looking at uh, for just a little while this morning. We see right off the bat, that we need men of principle. In this very first verse, and looking at men of principle, men of principle, in other words, that I've, I have principles that I stand for. There are some things where I draw the line. And just looking back at that verse, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents. These men, I, I want to do God's will. To be a man of principle, I want to do God's will. Now think about that. I've got a set of parents who are willing to risk their life because I and they want they're hey listen Moses' parents was willing to break the law. Moses' parents was willing to take a chance. Moses' parents was willing to go out on a limb to hide this young boy. Because they said, well, I don't know what it is, but there's just something about him. It says that right in that verse, verse 23, inspired of God, this, this fellow's gonna do something. He's gonna, and you know, isn't that the way our parents look at, and you, if you're a, per, a father, and even moms, don't think I'm gonna leave you out. You look at your child, I just got great dreams. I've got great hopes for them. I want them to do good. I want them to do right. They were willing to take a chance. I, they had, when you have principles, you'll go out on a limb to, to be there for your kids. One time, uh, <clears throat> many a parent take a chance for a child do great things. I remember uh, that uh, one dad was sharing with me about his son was uh, saying, Dad, and drop me off here at school, but uh, don't pull up there where they can see you because he had a habit of reaching over and kissing his son on his head. He said, Dad... I'm in eighth grade. Please don't don't do that. Don't drop me off at the beginning of the line and uh, and uh, do that. And said, I, d- I just don't want you doing that in front of everybody. And so he said, Okay, you're ashamed of me, son. Okay. He said. He said, I'll drop you off, but I'm gonna drop you off up front. He said, But I, I won't. I won't kiss you on the head. He let his son get out of the car and he 
he blocked the line, just parked, put the car in park, jumped out of the line, and ran up to the son. Son, I forgot to give you a hug and a kiss right there in the middle of everybody. And uh, sure enough, his son never asked him to drop him a half a mile off from school ever again. And uh, this, you know, this year at school, Caleb's finished the ninth grade now. Son, you moving on up to the tenth grade? I'm proud of him. He's a great guy, great young man and uh, but this year i just got really sick and tired of him calling me up the middle of the day hey dad i need this hey dad i forgot this can you bring my books can you bring my backpack can you bring my shoes can you and then uh he said uh dad i forgot my basketball shorts i said man i was just i was working the office i was on a roll too i said okay and, you know, I could have just let him not practice that day. So I said, no, I wasn't in the house. And then I saw Allie has some really short shorts about this long. And they were hot pink. And I grabbed them. I said, I'm going to have some fun with this one. And, uh, and I waited at the office there at the high school till the bell rang. And they was all filling the hallway in the line. And I said, Caleb, I got your shorts right here. And I, he he kind of backed off asking me to bring anything after that. But uh, now I'm real proud of Caleb. You know, and, but you know what? I would go, you know, I'd, literally I'd jump off a building. <laughs> I've done it before, so I'll do it again. And uh, so for, for, that, for that boy right there and, and all of my kids, I'll take great, I'll do, I'll, I'll, yeah, I may have fun and embarrass them a little bit, but I, they know I love them. And they hear me say it, okay? I, I believe in the principles. Folks, did you know God loves you enough that He said it? He loves every one of you. He's, God is a God of principle. He has principles too. And folks, if Moses' parents was willing to take risks to save their child, we just say, well, you go off and have fun. Be back at 3 a.m. Do anything you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I sure hope that nobody's that lenient. You know what I mean? Take risks. Be willing to go the extra mile. Today you got technology. Track them. Track their cell phones. Hunt them down. Find out, you know, get, hire some ninja assassins. Do whatever you got to do to keep up and show your kids you love them. And do what it takes. Moses' parents was willing to risk their lives. I remember uh, reading this story this week as I was looking for illustrations. And uh, there was this real successful uh, Bible preacher and speaker. He was going all over the country and uh, trying to, to preach God's Word. And he said, I mean, he was, man, he was, everybody wanted him. He was, and everybody in the country knew him. And they were asking him to speak everywhere. And he was trying to find a balance, just like every, every job you try to find a balance. That's a dirt dauber, so don't be afraid. And uh, so he was trying to find a balance of these things. And he finally found a balance where he was preaching two weeks, gone two weeks, and then he was at home two weeks. But his, his son had turned 16. There's a lot of parents who's, uh, it seems like 16-something. Well, here in Arkansas, it's when you get your driver's license. So there's a lot of possibilities of things happening at that age right there. And, he, and sure enough, his son 
started giving his, and he was gone two weeks and he was giving his mom fits. And finally she said those, she called him up on the phone and she said, uh, when he reported in one day and, uh, he said, I need you to come home. He'd only been gone two or three days and he canceled his next 10 days or 12 days of appointments. And he said, I'm going home. And he gave up a lucrative and very successful in the eyes of people ministry. And said, he said, I, I resign this church. I'm going to pastor this little, lot smaller church where I can give more time to my family because I'm willing to get rid of that to save my family and save my kids and not lose my son. And the son that he was out to save, his name is Dr. James Dobson, president of Focus on the Family, or just recently retired Focus on the Family. And that's the son that was saved. And the son, the dad that made the sacrifice to willing to give up a career going this way to say, I'll settle for a much smaller career, but I'll save my family. You see, that's a man of principle. A man of principle saying, just like Moses' parents, I'll take whatever risks need to. The next thing, uh, let's read verses 24 and 25 real quick and to see what Moses did. It says, by faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. We need men of resolve. Men of resolve are people like here. Moses, you know, he had an opportunity to be of the elite crowd. I was talking with somebody this morning about uh, name brand clothing. How our kids, they want to wear the name brand sunglasses and the name brand hats and the name brand shirts. And the name, you know, Moses had, had all of the name brand stuff. He could have remained in the Pharaoh's house and been rich, but he chose to give it all up to be with his Hebrew people. In other words, to say, I have a choice. And folks, it says right here, to enjoy, what does it say in verse 25? The pleasures of sin for a season. You know, all of these things and all of the things of life, there's choices we make that affect the rest of your life. And being a man of resolve saying, I've got to stick to my guns. I've got to say no sometimes, folks. Some of the best ways you can tell your kids you love them is to say no. Limit them. You know, I've heard all my life, well, I won't, uh, I won't. My, my kids to have it better than I've had it. And sometimes, folks, that, if, that, if that bears out, then eventually your grandkids or whomever is going to have it too good and they're going to go the wrong way. Sometimes fighting for something is the best way to, to obtain it. Sometimes working hard for something is the best way to get it. Folks, by the end of this message, I want you to know two things. And two things only. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a Father's Day message. But this message is for everybody. And mainly at the end, I'm going to say I want you to be the dad and the father that God wants you to be. But folks, this morning, more than anything, I want you to be the parent God wants you to be. To be the parent God wants you to be. And number two, Father's Day is about a father's love for their children. 
And folks, the greatest love that's ever been expressed was a painful love. It was a love that hurt. It was a love that cost greatly. And that was God's love for you that He gave His only begotten Son for you and for me. Did you know this? Did you know this? In the United States, in the United States, and this may not be, of course, here in Ashley County, but it's probably not too far from the truth. 43% of children today are raised in fatherless homes. 43% of kids. That's almost half. Did you know 63% of teen suicides, 63% of teen suicides come from fatherless homes? That are, that are, those are some sobering statistics. And thinking about those statistics today, it shows you how much dads are needed. Dads are needed to step up. You say, well, and folks, it doesn't, and I want to say this, you say, well, my son's 25, my son's 43, my son's whatever. Folks, it's never too late to say, to reconnect and try to say, I want to be the dad starting today. I may be in my 50s, my 60s, my 70s, but I want to be the dad that they can look up to. And and sure, folks, all dads have made plenty of mistakes. We all have. Don't ever give up. That's what it means by being a man of resolve. Make the tough choices. Say, I need to say no to this so I can give more time to this. Moses chose. He made that choice. The next verse, verse 26, it says this. Esteeming, this is what Moses did, esteeming the reproach of Christ. Did he know Jesus? He had never heard of Jesus, but I think he knew of a coming Messiah. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the, greater than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. In other words, thinking about the long term, folks, that it's all about Jesus. We need men of understanding. You know, thinking about Jesus Christ is what it's all about. Does my son know Jesus? Is he going to heaven? Is, does my, do my children know that there is a heaven? Do they know that there's a God? Do they know how to get there? Think about heaven. We teach our children today how to drive. Uh, and I've shared this story before, even there's several places here on Promised Land Road where it works great. I've done it with Caleb several times. Taylor, Allie's coming on down the line. But uh, one of the things my dad taught, being a state trooper for 30 years, the majority of single vehicular accidents that he worked all those years was due to overcorrection. Distracted drivers, and especially in today's world, there's all kinds of stuff to distract us from driving. And we need to pay attention. And anyway, back before cell phones, we had radio and spilt drinks and other stuff, you know, that would distract us. And so he made me drive at 55 miles an hour with two wheels off the pavement. He said, son, the truck will handle it. The force is strong with you. You can do it. Yes. No. I'm just kidding. And uh, so and I, he'd say, ease back onto the wheel. I mean, onto the... Because most people, when that two wheels go off, they want to... Whoa! Wanna, 
jerk back and then you're out of control and you're in the other ditch and then just ease back. And so take Taylor out here, Caleb. Get on up there, fit him up. Drop to, you know, over down there past Don Carroll and Kelly's house and drop it off. 100, 200 yards. Said, that truck will handle it just fine. Make sure there's no culverts around. Ease back. I want to, what, what am I doing? I want them to live in a, in, in a situation. I need to teach them. But folks, what if I teach them to drive but don't teach them about Jesus? They can drive safe and they can shoot straight and they can bait a hook. Or are they going to die and go to hell? My kids can drive or they can drive. But where are they going when they die? You see what I mean? I mean, it's good. I mean, a good parent, a good father, that's the the things we look forward to teaching our kids. But folks, it all needs to be about Jesus. It says He esteemed Him. It's greater. Greater is more important. Verse 27. By faith Moses, or by faith, He forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, For he endured, look at that word, endured, as seeing him who is invisible. The reason I'm hanging in there, and it's right, we need to be men of determination. And men of determination say, you know what it says? I can hang in there. You know, my kid, my right, right now, there are so many parents, even in this room, that have had prodigal children. And maybe one time in your life, you were one of the prodigal children. Maybe there's somebody listening to me right now and you were the prodigal child. You were the one that said, you went out there and you said, well, doesn't it say in the Bible, thou shalt sow thy wild oats? Yeah, in the book of Second Opinions, chapter 3, said, thou shalt sow thy wild oats. Yeah, but it says, did y'all know those things come up? When you sow them, they produce fruit. That means you reap what you sow. And there's many a person in this room this morning that can tell you that reaping is tough. You know, sure, the sowing is fun, putting the seed out there and having a good time. But folks, if you're a parent today and say, I'm going to be determined because why? I don't know how God's going to work it out, but He's going to work it out. It says in this right here, it says in this verse, it says, "He By faith He forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for He hung in there when it says He endured. It says, seeing Him who is invisible. God's in control. I don't know how. Then did you know when Moses got on the backside of the desert, waiting 40 years, he finally heard from God. That's what I call enduring. Hanging in there. Okay. And so, oh, God, by the way, God says, I got a job for you. God says, I got a job for you, even though you're 80. Whoa, wait a second. I've got grandkids. I got a job. Didn't, hey, y'all know, the, y'all know the story. Moses started offering all kinds of lame excuses because, folks, when you give God an excuse, it's lame no matter what it is. So we don't give God excuses. You just say, yes, sir. 
God asks you to do something, you say, yes, sir. God, you need me to be saved. Yes, sir, I I need to be saved because I'm a sinner and I'm going to hell and I need you and thank you for loving me and giving me, sending your son to die for me because that way I can go to heaven. Thank you, Lord. Now, what can I do for you? Because after you're saved, you're not saved just to keep you from... When you get saved, it's just, oh, praise the Lord, I'm not going to hell. You get saved, so then you can tell others. Then you can go to work. Then you can say, what, Lord, is there anything I can do? Because, by the way, it's a gift. You didn't earn it, did you? You didn't earn salvation. It's a free gift. And the greatest gift, you know, I got a watch. My other one broke, handle flew off. Timex takes the licking and keeps on ticking. That's what Moses did. And he hung in there. And God put him to work at 80. At 80 years old. He's a great example of a man of steel. Moving on to the next verse. Verse 28. Through faith, he kept the Passover. Well, that's kind of weird. Did you know that was weird when he did it? You want me to put blood over doorposts? What? And it's supposed to keep the death angel from killing the firstborn? Had that ever been done before? No. Had they ever heard that before? No. Men of courage are people who say, you know, I don't care what other dads are doing. I don't care what other parents are doing. But son, we're going to do it this way. We're going to church. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We have to meet under shade tree. We're going to do that. I'm going to be an example to my children. I'm going to be an example to my my family. And maybe there's somebody today that uh, maybe you've never had any kids. Maybe you're not a parent. You say, well, this I came today and he's not preaching to me because I'm not even a parent. Or this or that, folks, I'm preaching to you because I'm telling you about Jesus. And the greatest father who ever lived is a father who wants to be your heavenly father. And folks, it takes courage. It t- Listen to me. This next to the last point, we're doing just fine. Y'all hang in there. This next to the last point is about courage. And some of us, courage is saying, you know, I'm a, I'm a little nervous about this. I'm a little nervous about stepping up. I'm a little nervous about doing something I've never done before. I'm a little nervous about whatever. But God's Word says I need to do it. I need to do it. I was uh, talking to Miss Gloria, and Brother Pete was a tank commander, and uh, his she she went to a lot of trouble to get all his. Of course, most World War II vets they don't talk, and you can ask Carl, Deborah. You know, they just they don't ever mention some of the things that went on during World War II or whatever, especially those who saw combat. But a lot of people who faced combat, and uh, Brother Rogers back there, and he'll speak of it if you ask him. But they, a lot of times they don't they don't go around bragging about what they did. But you know what? They had courage. Courage doesn't mean they weren't afraid. Courage means they knew their job and they did it even if they were afraid. And they did their job. They did what was right. They did what was asked of them. And that's courage. And we've got a lot of veterans in here. And I thank you all for your service and your courage 
for our country. Thank you all. Everyone, no matter what war or battle or division or service that you served our country. Thank you. Lastly, we need men of action. The very last verse that I'm going to deal with this morning is, By faith they passed through the Red Sea, as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do. In other words, they tried to do. That's old English. They tried to do it, and they were drowned. And, uh, folks, action, it, it's, it's an adventure to follow Jesus. It's an adventure to say, you know what? I want to. I want to go with my son, my child to church camp. I want to. I want to go. I want to take him, and I want to do something I've never done before. I want to take my child, and I want to. Uh, I want them. I want to pray with my family. I want to pray with my children. I want to lead by example. I want to be a man of action. I don't want to sit on the back burner. I was, uh, of course, uh, Brother Chuck doesn't like to hear this. But I say it anyway, is you only have just a few years and then they grow up and they're gone. Isn't that right, Billy Don? Good to see you, Dana. Just You only have so long to be a man of action, to be a man of courage, and moms to be a parent of courage involved. Love. You blink 18 years. Boom. by. Guys, I want you to step up. I want you to step up and be the dad, the parent that God wants you to be. Be a role model. Be a mentor. As we get ready for a hymn of invitation, would you bow with me for a word of prayer, please? Father, help us more than anything. If there is somebody in this room that needs to make a decision to follow you, just to say, I, I, I need to step up. I just need to do better. I want to be stronger, more determined. If there's somebody here that needs to be saved, I pray that this morning they realize that we're all sinners. The pastor, everybody. From the pulpit to the pew, we're all in need of a Savior. And Father, that they'd call on You this morning. Say, I, I, I want to go to heaven. I want you to come into my life and save me right now. Lord, would you do that? Whatever we need to do, Lord, give us the courage to do it. In Jesus' name, amen.